fine. Okay, so we skipped Miketz, which is okay. Oh, right. Let's give me a catch. Then I'm three times. Let's give me a catch. This is more exciting. But this is, well, we'll see if you think if you agree. <laughs> but, we're, yes, we're in fact, we're Yigash. No, no, we're doing by Yigash. Okay. Yigash, Yigash, Yigash. <laughs> but we're going to talk about a part about Yigash that we've never talked about before. We've never talked about before. Hell, this. Um, that we've never discussed. Oh. I was like, huh? That's fine. So, we're, we're going to fast forward. Yaakov. And Yosef have already reunited. That whole the drama is done. And now Yaakov and his family come to Mitzrayim. This is the real beginning of Galus Mitzrayim. It's the first time in the Jewish people as a group, right? They come as 70 people or 67 people, um, come down to, to Mitzrayim and they're going to get ready to start living there, right? For a while. It's not clear to us how long they're going to stay. But Hashem tells Yaakov, go. And you're going to stay, and it's okay, and I'll be with you, and I'll take you out. But they're knowing they're going there now for a while, right? So they head down, and the Torah says, So Yosef, this, the, the puzzle before, Yosef and his father hug and kiss, and they're, they're reunited. Good. So now Yosef says, okay, now it's time to get to work here. Okay, and he says to them as follows, I'm going to go tell Paro, and I'm going to tell him, my family now has right. I got the power to know that you guys are here. I got to tell the boss that you guys are here. I'm going to tell him that you are shepherds. Because they actually were. And they brought all of their livestock and their cattle and their sheep and their goats and they brought all of them with them. So I'm going to tell power this. That you showed up and that you're shepherds, okay. Vayaki Kralachem Paro, and Paro's going to want to meet you. He's not just going to take my word for it. He's going to want to have a personal interview with you. Vyamar, Mama Seichem, he's going to ask you, what's your, you know, what do you do? What's your business? Because the Nandrum had to have a free ride. Right? They're going to show up, you get to work. What are you, what are you going to do here in, in, in Mitzrayim? Vyamar, what, what are you going to say? He says, Yosef, this is what you're going to tell him. My family, we are in the shepherd business. This is the business. We don't do shmatas. We don't do uh, car leasing. We do, we do shepherding. Right? Us, our, our, our parents, our grandparents. Right? That part they're not supposed to say. To Paro. This was because, but Yosef's, Yosef's, right? Explaining, Explaining why. why do I want you to tell him this? I mean, A, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. This is their job, right? But the reason you're going to tell him this is so that he's going to let you live in Goshen. Why? Because the Mitzrim hate, they cannot stand shepherds. This is the conversation that Yosef says is going to take place. There's nobody in, in Mitzrayim a shepherd? Why? Because, why? Good. Okay, so let's, here we go. So what is going on here? Why is Yosef so adamant? Why, first of all, why is Yosef scripting this so carefully? Right? It's okay. very carefully scripted. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to say this, and you're going to come in, and he's going to ask you, this is what you're going to say. And I'll tell you why I want you to say it, because I wanted to set it up that you can go to Goshen. Why? Because everybody hates shepherds. <laughs> okay? Sounds like a plan, Yosef. <laughs> Great plan. Yosef is smart, right? So there's something going on here, but what, what, is, what, is, what is all this about? So why do they hate 
Why do they hate shepherds? If they had shepherds, why do we want to tell them that we are shepherds? Wouldn't we want to say that we're something else if we're well, not I like... Think, I think you want them to be rejected by the Egyptians. Like, not why? rejected so much that they're saying, go back to Canaan, but rejected enough because they don't want, he doesn't want them part of the Egyptian society. Oh, okay. So maybe Yosef is interested in creating a separation, right? Maybe he, as he brings them in, he doesn't want them to be accepted. Because okay. he said, he, I want you to live in the region of Goshen. Like he says, I want you to live somewhere. I should have brought a map. I should have brought a map. He, he wants but them where to is Goshen? Live exclusively in like one area, which is insular, so they don't assimilate. The first ghetto. Oh. <laughs> so it comes over, it come, the word Goshen, Eretz Goshen, comes up a lot of times in this part. You find over and over, and they talk about Eretz Goshen, Eretz Goshen, Eretz Goshen. Actually, a lot of people, so we know about Eretz Goshen, right? There was something about this place called Goshen that was sim- seemingly separate. Right, it was like this special Jewish city or town, whatever it was, but there wasn't that many people at the beginning, right, where they were all going to live. Where, what, was, what was in Goshen before, though? Yeah, good question. Who are the people who got... How did he already designate this land? Right, how did they, right, who, who was living in Goshen before? Was maybe Goshen. it was empty. I don't know, maybe it was an empty Somewhere city. Somewhere near the Nile, where it was fertile, and the sheep could graze in the pasture. Enough, it's an empty yeah. city, though. Like, what is that? Yeah, it's an empty city. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe Goshen was sort of like <laughs> on the outer <laughs> limits. Maybe Goshen was on the outer limits. It wasn't that populated. I, I don't know. I don't know what no, Goshen was. Um... Yeah, but clearly it was somewhat open and available for them. Right? Clearly there weren't other people. I mean, I, Joseph could have resettled the population if he wanted to. He was the king. Um, and we find... He really thought this out. Like he, oh, yeah. Like he had a whole... Seems very planned. Right, this is very scripted by Yosef, that's for sure, right? So the question is, like, what, what is it that, what, what's he at? So one possibility is he wants to keep them separate, okay? Because I'm also thinking, like, since he's so high up in the, in, the, in the Egyptian hierarchy, he's been placed so high up, so he would, you would think that Pharaoh would be like, oh, yeah, these are your people? Oh, my gosh, they have to live in the capital, with you, with us, as our honored guests, and all that stuff. Okay, so one bothers me that they really want to live in there. What else might Paro want them to do? Well, work for him. And why would he want them to work for him? He loves Yosef. God is with Yosef. Yosef's son. Yosef's a smart guy. to have, right, his whole family. He already has you his know, court Jew. Donald Trump. He already has his, right, he already has his court Jew. Yeah. Right, so now he wants to, maybe he wants uh, more, more of these smart, sophisticated uh you know, savvy chevra to come work for me, right? And so maybe what Yosef is trying to do is actually to turn Paro off from them. So let's take a look. Let's see. Let's look at Rashi in source number two. So Rashi in source number two writes like this. Bavur Teshu Beretz Goshen. Why do they want to be able to live in Beretz Goshen? Yeah, they, they need Eretz Goshen. Like, Ron, like you said. Because it's, it's actually a place that had a lot of, right? It had a lot, a lot of, Grass and you know whatever it was a good place to, to graze. And you tell them, we don't really know how to do any other job. We're just simple people. We just right. right so Goshen clearly it sounds like was a far away place. I'm just looking at where. Yeah, we have. Yeah, you want to get us a uh, a map? How far? I don't know what the, you know. Far from Pitom and Ramses, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, where it is exactly. But it, it, it was further away, somewhere near, it sounds like it was somewhere near the, near the banks of the Nile. And, and far away enough, it was a good grade to get there. Why don't they just, according to Rashi, though, why not just ask? 
Why don't you say, why don't you send my, send my brothers to Goshen? Oh, because you always wanted to be the boss. You always want your boss to think they came up with the idea. So Yosef was trying to like present it in a way that Paro reached that conclusion, decision, right, on his own without owing a favor to Yosef for letting his family settle where Yosef wanted them. Right. It's almost like he wants them to also be afraid of the Egyptians. Saying like the Egyptians hate shepherds, right? Like kind of keep your distance, also. Like you're saying, gets the there. gets the brothers to, yeah. to hate the Egyptians. Yeah, maybe. Well, I think it also fits with Yosef's um, personality. Yeah, kind of like a political guy. Right. Very savvy. Very savvy. What to say? Yeah. Yosef's smart. Yosef's smart. He knows how to how to maneuver. Yosef maneuvers a lot of times. Yosef also, when do we find Yosef maneuvering again? You found it? You got it? I can't understand what's happening. Right. <laughs> I'm sure I will understand what's happening. There's Goshen. I'm saying it looks like it's just, so where, where are we talking about? Like the Ramses? There's, P- there's Pitom and Ramses. So probably the Ramses thing. It looks like it's on a lake. It's like Goshen. Like it's literally a resort. Goshen is the biggest name here. Well, it could be they're just trying to point it out. I don't know. It's a little far from Memphis. It's on a Jewish website. It says Memphis. Yeah. It says, it says no, Memphis. Memphis was in Egypt. It says Memphis. It's, yeah, that's right. Oh, could um, be Goshen, New York. Is that Goshen, no, no, Egypt? No, no, no. Is it? Probably based on it. I, I, I don't think we can tell from here. Oh, there's a re- look at this. This made this help. There's region of Ramses right, and like right. region of Goshen. Okay. So it seems to me relatively far away. Mm-hmm. Right? You see that? But where was like regions? Where was like like where was main Egypt? Like, where, like where's right. the main city? I thought it was Pitom and Ramses. Well, back oh, then it wasn't. So right, I'm saying it was Pitom and Ramses. That's usually how you do We talk about Pitom and Ramses. So it was a suburb. I don't yeah. really... I don't, pre- I don't pretend to really know, like, what were the metropolises, but I think Pitom and Ramses are, like, the, the main areas that, like, even the Jews built up as slaves. Right. So, you know... I don't know what the, like, it wasn't like Alexandria, I don't think yet. I don't know. I guess in my head I envision it, like, sort of, like, way off, like, like with, like, water between them or something. It's like, far it's away. It sounds like it's very separate. It definitely sounds like it's very separate. But by the way, go to the next, the next line in Rashi. Why do the Egyptians hate Roetzon? Right, because they, they, they worship sheep. That's part of the reason why. cows. Me too. So the reason That's why, why it even occurred to me because he said sheep and I'm like, what well, can't so I will that. say, I will say that it was a previous year that we talked about Tanya. Just saying, Jenny. Because last time you quoted attention. a previous year and told me how to get caught. Yeah. So the, the no, I, I think one time we talked a long time ago about uh, Korban Pesach mm-hmm. and that the oh, Korban right, Pesach yes. Was, I know, right, yeah. was a shechting yeah. of the Egyptian god. Right. right and, that's, and that was the, that's Shabbos HaGadol. Is that what they went on the doorpost? Yes. The, yeah. So Shabbos was, why, yeah. the reason Shabbos HaGadol mm-hmm. tells Shabbos HaGadol, one of the reasons that's given is that they went ahead and they went up to the, to the Egyptians and said, hey, can I, this is after 200 years later, they said, can I have that sheep, please? Why, what are you going to do with it? I'm actually going to kill it mm-hmm. and, and bring it as a, as a sacrifice to my god and I'm going to take its blood and put it on my doorpost. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, Holy, holy cow, totally in your face. But also, some new shows. Holy cow, yeah, very good. Sorry. <laughs> holy. So, but they're trying to, but, but also, also emotionally for the people, philosophically and emotionally, sh- like causing them to actually have to, because they themselves were involved in Vodazara, right? Making them kill the Vodazara was part of the process there. But the point being, if they, if they worship 
Right? If they worship sheep, so we are, I mean, I would have said if they worship sheep, then maybe you want to like take care of the sheep, but I guess not. Right. They, they let them run I, wild, I maybe. They let them run wild. I'm just aware that shepherds are raising huge flocks for consumption. For consumption, to shech right. them, to eat them, to use drink their, their milk, use their wool, right? They probably, maybe they like, I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to give a, an example, like what we do with animals that are like Kodesh, so if you have like a Bechor, let's say, right? So the idea of a Bechor by a firstborn animal, right? Which is like supposed to go to the, the coming. So, so that has Kedusha, and the Kedusha's Bechor means that the animal can't be touched, actually. It has to just kind of like live its life. You can't use it at all. You can't get any benefit from it. So if that's what we do, it wouldn't be surprising if that, they would do the same thing, right? That, that uh, uh, you know, a sheep that they worship, they wouldn't, they wouldn't shear it and use it and make clothing out of it and milk and whatever you know, out of it. So the bottom line is, the reason why this is going to work out is if you guys are shepherds and they hate shepherds, right? you're, like, you're like the, you know, the heretics, you know, if you're shepherds. So it's a great way to create a separation. Right? It happens to be true anyways, but it's a great way to separate us. You'll go to Goshen and they'll, fine. Um, Can I just answer also, like, yeah. the question why didn't he ask Paro directly? Because I feel like that's such an insult, such a slap in your face, like... Okay, bring my family here, but like I don't want them to live here. I want them to live someplace else. Like, how do you ask that? Maybe that's the point. Very good. You're right. I mean, it, 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 he wants it to be more organic. He wants to manipulate it to make it organic. But right, he wants it to feel more organic. Right, that is, oh yeah, like this makes sense. Like, Pi's like, no, 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 you know, actually, you guys go over there. Okay, fine. And then Power rejected you. Like he said, Power feels better about it. Everyone feels better about it because rather than saying, here we are, we want to be by ourselves. It's kind of funny though, because when Yosef starts out, he's not so smart in terms of, he's not so savvy. When he's young. When he's young. When he's 17. He's not so savvy. He's going up to his brothers and being like, yeah, yeah, I dreamed about this time. Take some time. It's all the things that I did when I was 17. Yes, I'm most teenagers. I'm going to do it. No, but it's true. But even teenagers, by the way, who have leadership potential. Right? When they're 17 or 18 and they're the color war captain and head of Sharia and whatever they are, like they still do. They have they're bad not, judgment. They're not, not a, yeah, they make bad judgment. They, they, they fool themselves a little bit. They, not always, but right? They can be, and then it takes time for them to learn humility and learn savvy, you know, learn how to use those cocos in the right way. So that's like really what you see with Yosef's progression. He starts to take the focus off of him. And the focus, it's a different conversation, right? But mm-hmm. in the focus, you know, this is all about Hashem. Hashem decides, I don't decide, Hashem, it's not me. That's a very different person than we saw when he was 17, after you know, a bunch of years in jail and living as a slave. He starts to kind of like put himself in the background and bring God to the, to the foreground. But yeah, so it makes sense here. He's learned how to be a little sm- smoother operator. Fine. Look at the Sforno. Sforno says, Alev Agida, that's, he says, I'm going to go tell Paro, right? I'm going to tell him that you guys are shepherds. Right, without him asking. He's not going to wait for power to ask. I'm going to throw it in in the conversation. My brothers came, they brought their cattle, you know, because they're shepherds. Right, without power ever asking, I'm going to mention it to him. Right? I don't want him to think, that's what I'm saying. I want him to think that I'm asking that you should live in Goshen. I want it to seem natural. Right? Reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. I have a question that just occurred to me. But like it's in the middle of the famine. Why 
why would they want like animals coming in and grazing and taking up any resource that they still have like during the famine? They don't. Yeah. They don't. That's true. The Midrash says that when Yaakov arrived, the famine ended. So the Midrash helps you on that one. Maybe that's probably what the Midrash is bothered by. But right, once, once Yaakov shows up, according to the Midrash, it ends, actually. That's part of the reason why Yaakov was nervous to be buried in Mitzrayim. Right? We talked about this before also, right? They don't want to be buried in Mitzrayim because they're going to worship him, etc. So because he was like, seen as like a, you know, a magician a little bit. Um, that's, not, that's not a Peshat answer, but that is one answer. Um, Rabbi Machaya points out very interestingly. It's not. It's a little bit of a side point, but not totally a side point. Why it is that they say we're we're shepherds and our fathers were shepherds and our forefathers were shepherds? It's true. They're all shepherds, right? You have so many Jewish, like family people who were shepherds from the very beginning, um, and so Rabbi Machaya talks about why. So take a look at what he says. He says, Umash Bacharu, it starts number four. Umash Bacharu Hashvatim Haumnos Hazos. Why did they choose this job? Vihi Umnos Avosayim. This is their father, their grandfather, right? They were, they were all shepherds. Why was that? Two reasons why they chose to be shepherds. The first reason, Sheishba Revach Gadol. It's a good job. It's profitable. Why? Begiza, Ubachalav, Ubavlados. You can shear the sheep, right? It's renewable. Renewable, uh, you know, uh, goods. Yeah, you, you, you can shear them. You can get their milk. They have children. Right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of, it's a, it's a, it's a good business. You don't have to work so hard. You don't, you don't have to work so hard. It's, it kind of like grows on its own. It's like good investment. And the investments just kind of keep on growing. Um, fine. But, uh, but look at Vashani, the second reason. Wow, this is a little intense, right? They knew they were going to have the king said the gulls. They had a promise. They had a promise from Hashem. But this is not, I mean, it is Nevoah. It's Nevoah that are from God. They knew they were going to go to, go to they didn't know Egypt. They knew they were going to go somewhere, right? We play Shamitzim, Hayu Ovdim, Latsura Satson, Tafsulahem, Umnazu, why? Kadeshiyu Zaram, Murgalimba. Right, they wanted to already be ready now to be used to this. That they should sit back. You worship what? Like you worship the, your, your smartphone? Right, you worship your bank account? You worship the thing that makes you money? That's bizarre. Right, so by, by creating a situation where this was their business, it made the Avodah of the Egyptians look bizarre to the children. Fascinating. Okay. Um, you find actually that so many tzaddikim and neviim were actually were actually shepherds. Timsa behevel, right? Hevel, right from the beginning. Kain and Hevel, the good guy Hevel, the bad guy Kain, right? And Hevel is a is a roet zone, right? Not trying to 
You, shepherds and sheep, no? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Shepherd? Lashon Shep. Herder? I don't know. I think so, right? I mean, they always had Son of Vakar. They had, they had cows too. But no, but I think most people probably were farmers. Presumably. And farms. They probably had animals on their farms. Right? right there's definitely a lot of farmers. There probably were blacksmiths. There probably were shoemakers. There probably were. I agree with you. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, so by Cain and Hevel, obviously the beginning, but they, but, but Hevel, but Cain wasn't wasn't Oved Adama, right? He worshipped the ground. He, right. Well, he worked the ground, but that is how he worshipped the ground. But he right, and it, you find in those stories, right, all the different people who like, you know, this person created weaponry, this person created fine. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's true. But we find it not just with Hevel; it continues, right? We have many, many more people like that, right? V'chein b'Moshe, Moshe Hayare, v'chein Shmuel Navi, v'chein Shaul, v'David, they're all shepherds. Right? And why is that? Yaakov Avinu. Vatam behem. Kadesh Yisrachachum in Yishuv. They don't have to hang around with people so much. Take this out. Lefishahar be averos dimshachos besivas chevros b'nei adam. It's hard to be around a lot of people. Dealing with people is very difficult. I'm just, I'm just telling you what he says. You can disagree. I'm just telling you what he says. I'm just telling you what he says. I'm just, my job is to bring you interesting text which makes you go, huh? And then we can fight about it. Kigon. Rechilos, Falashan Hara, Ushua Shekhar, you're going to speak not nice about each other, you're going to take oaths in vain, Vagili Arayos, you involve bad relationships, Vageza, Vachamas, you steal, Vachoma, Sha'adam, Poresh, Mechevras, Havrios, who Nimla Menavres. Wow. They, they want to just hang out totally by themselves and not be around anybody. Wow. The Kalkomash, you misrachik mina Yishuv, who misrachik mina Avon, who mina Geza, Vachamas, Vachamas. Wow. So usually, usually that's what made him but usually you'd say another reason for people to be shepherds is not because they want to just like get a real... think and have time to learn. Ah. Why ah. not like a positive? I know. <laughs> like, so, so, so the other anybody. reason, right, is because, and he actually says that a little bit. He says it, uh... Ah, okay, the way, way, way in. Oh, way, way in. Okay? Flip the page. Second to last line, the end line, Va'od. Shesham makom hispodidus. L'nevuah. And also, you can be by yourself. And also, you can be in, you know, you can be quiet. You can spend your time being a philosopher. These are people who were very much thinking and, and, and talking to, to the Bono Shalom and thinking about Hashem. And they were like unique types of personality. But this is not for every person, right? But these were unique people in the history of the Jewish people. So they were, they were shepherds because you had a time you can make a parnasa. It'd be fine, but it wouldn't be so difficult. It was relatively, you know, decent. And also, they could, like, kind of a little bit put themselves to the side a little bit. By the way, until they would give up their being shepherds and come and lead the Jewish people. Shaul was a shepherd until he became the king. David was a shepherd until he became... He wasn't a shepherd anymore, right? This is, like, through their preparation. So Moshe Benu, yeah. Moshe Benu goes to... to, by Yisrael, and he's a shepherd for who knows how many years. Another Midrash says he's a king in Minyan. But, but, you know, he was a shepherd, Right? Actually, the Midrash says that's how he, but Hashem saw that he would be a good shepherd, right? That he picks up, he's, he's taking care of all the, all the sheep, right? He treats everyone you know, kindly, etc. But it, it, it was a, a profession that allowed them to kind of like live the life that they wanted to live because of who the type of people they're supposed to be. Okay, interesting. That's just like an interesting sidebar why that was what they did. Fine. Check out this one. This one I really like. Okay, Chizkuni. The Chizkuni, this is now, I, I found this one by, by, I mean, I found them all by accident, but I found the Chizkuni by accident here. It says the Chizkuni in source number five. It's Sonam, Uvkaram, Vachol, Hashel, Hemei, Viyu. 
Right, so one of the things he wanted to tell them was, he tells Pyro, look, these guys are not going to be warriors. Right? Why might Pyro think that they could be warriors? Some of them at least. They destroyed full towns right, of people. They were warriors, some of them, like Shimon Levi. It's a whole discussion. So later, well, later on, later on, when they go to meet, mm-hmm. so he, he chooses specifically, I should be actually brought this also, mm-hmm. he chooses specific brothers. To, they don't all go meet with Pyro. He chooses specific ones. And, and Rashi points out that he chose the ones who didn't look, the ones who didn't, you know, uh, hang out in the weight room. They didn't hang out in the weight room. Because he didn't want Pyro to say, oh, you can stay with me. Right, you stay here. And he wanted to show them, like, you know, like you know, the yeshiva guys are all pale, and, you know, and he wanted like, you guys go hang out in Goshen. You know, go hang out in Goshen. I'm interested in you guys. What? Pale yeshiva guys are shepherds. Yeah, but not as strong and, and, and powerful as Shimon and Levi. So he kept them away. He didn't want him to think, you know, uh, to keep them. But, but now check this out. Right? And he said, tell them that you are shepherds. Yosef Haya Doeg. Yosef was worried. worried. That if, if, they would, if they would start getting involved with what they're going to do, they're going to get rid of Yosef. It'd be a coup. Why? What happened the last time his brothers saw him in a position of power? They got rid of him. They tried to kill him because of his fancy coat. Well, forget fancy coat. Now he's, you know, the, 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 the big kahuna, right? So if they, if they saw him, is there any way that word does not come from Hebrew? No. Kahuna? No. It must come from Hebrew, right? Oh, sorry. It has to. Yeah. It has to, sorry. Okay, sorry. Uh, it's got to. Kahuna? It's got to. It's got to. It's kahuna. It's got to be. Okay, anyway, sorry. Now they see that he's the big kahuna. So they, what's Yosef nervous about? I don't want him anywhere near the palace. Fascinating, right? I thought the whole thing of them coming down and they did shuvah and they apologized and they was whole thing. Well, did they really do shuvah? Did they really apologize? Did he really forgive them? Right. Also, not so simple. And the whole, his whole backstory came out. Right. Not so simple. Right. Who he really was. All the story. We want them so close. Fascinating, right? We we look. We have parts of the story. I mean, we've talked about this before. That they really did shuva and he accepted them and they and they made shalom. But the chizkuni is saying, uh, maybe yes, maybe no. And by the way, even if maybe they did. Maybe he still didn't want them so close to his job. No, I'm be my assistant, you know. I'm good. I've done well on my own. I'm interested in having them so close. So this is not... He is it, the one who brought them down to Mitzrayim, though. He is the one who brought them down to Mitzrayim. So if he was nervous about having them... No, maybe he felt... Oh, this is his brother. You could, have, you could hold both of those things at the same time, right? You could want to help your family and not want them to become your... You know, bring them into your office... Right, you can want your family to to come close and not necessarily like be, you know, working in your in your in your business with you. You know, that'd be a fair, you know, a fair concern. And maybe the chizkuni saying that it's not like so, you know, dastardly. He just, you know, good idea. Let's keep let's keep family and business separate. You know, um, and why kito avas mitzrayim perish rashi zivish shein elahus lahem yirasam hayam mazal tle. Right? Because that was the that was the mazel, the mazel of of the sheep. That's why they were so interested. Fine. So the Chizkuni takes us in a totally different direction, but I think it's I, it's less exciting, sort of, but it could equally be correct. Right? It's an interesting possibility. It could be like he was thinking 
And if you brought them too close, all their jealousy could develop again. So he was trying to not have a retake of the first. Create experience. a healthy distance. Right. Yeah. yeah. I like yours, Ronald. Give him the benefit of the doubt. No, but it could really be that way. He just, we were saying he was nervous they were going to go after him. It doesn't have to mean he was like, you know, you know, because he's angry at them. He's just a realist. It just might be hard to fully trust them after that, even right. if everyone's forgiven yeah. everyone. Yeah. I don't know. So we have a, there's a lot of conversation in Akronim about his inability. I think we spoke about this um, uh, maybe last year or two years ago about um, the question of whether they really did, why... We have this, this Midrash, right? This Gemara that says that the Asari Ruge Malchus, right? The 10 martyrs that are killed in times of Romans is because of the, the brothers, brothers, right? right. But like what happened? They said they were sorry and he said, it's okay. Hashem, Hashem did it. So we saw, I forgot who we quoted, but we saw from one of the Acheronim who said, no, no, no. Maybe it was Rosh Hashanah there. I forget. Who said that, who talked about forgiveness, right? And that forgiveness doesn't right. necessarily, you could say, right? You could we say, you could say, right? I can forgive, I could say it's okay, but that for, the actual kapara happens only if I actually feel it. Right. And so some of them explain that he, he just couldn't. Right. He just, sorry, like I'm trying. You, right. you kidnap me. Then you think you feel it, but you. Don't yeah, you threw me in a pit. You, you sold know. me to slavery. I was gone with my family for twenty years. Like I don't know, not so fast. They're like, it's all good. I'll just let it go. You know, like you know, as much as we like to talk about that, and I, I like to talk about that. But like, it was hard for him. It was hard for him. And so maybe you know, he's got his own PTSD here. And like, I'm not gonna let them, you know, hang out in the palace with me. I'm not gonna be palace palace. You're gonna steal oh, stay. Oh. You're staying your. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a toy for for Hanukkah. Um, but you could right. You'll hang out in your place, and I'll hang out in my place. And like Shalom Yisrael, literally. That's a, sometimes a better way to have Shalom. Fine, but let's get to the Hamikdaver. The Hamikdaver, the Nitziv, and the Nitziv was Rosh Hashiva in Velazh in 1850. In 1850, so he he uh, he says the following, right? He says Ki Right, the reason why all this because don't like you. They're not going to want to have you live in the main area where people live. And that was the goal here. This is what Yosef's idea was. He wanted to set it up so at the end of the day they would live on their own. Even though by doing so, you were going to make the Egyptians hate them. I don't care, says Yosef. They can hate us. And they can, they can think that we're lowlifes and whatever. I don't care. Mikomakom. Hakol kedai. It's all worth it. I want to preserve who we are as a people. I'd rather have them laugh at me and think I'm ridiculous. And I can... And I can Preserve my community. I can preserve who we are. And that's why Yosef says they came here. Meaning, should he wants to check out? Does, did Paro care that they like showed up because they needed him? You see, they, they just came here. 
In which case, he wouldn't be able to ask, right, to live in Goshen. He just said, look, they, they showed up. What am I going to do now? Like, he's like, almost like Yosef comes to Paro and is like, look, Paro, like, I want to tell you, like, they found out who I was and now they all showed up. And now what am I going to do with them? Okay, you know what? Just send them to, let's just send them to Goshen. Right? Oh, great idea, Paro. Let's send them to Goshen. They won't bother us. Right? That's what it sounds like, right? Um, so Hashem set it up. And then they—it's not true. People didn't hate them, but that's what he was trying to set up on purpose. And the reverse says it this way also. In a state like Egypt, individuals completely—oh, sorry. Next line, next paragraph. They were instructed to answer Paro's question candidly, to tell him the truth, even though it would be unpleasant. For the Egyptians' loathing for the brothers' occupation and in general the nation's aversion to the Jews were to serve as primary factors in the survival of this race, which was destined to journey through the ages in isolation. As long as the moral mourn had not dawned for the nations, the barriers they erected to isolate the Jews served to, served to protect the Jews from being infected with the barbarism and demoralization of the people in whose midst they had to walk for hundreds of years. It's a kind of... What does that make you think when you read that line, that paragraph? We're destined to live like this forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what is, but what, is, what, what is he really saying? It's a pretty strong thing to say. That if it wasn't for all of this separation, oppression, and whatever, we would have dissipated amongst the nations. Some would call it anti-Semitism. Mm. Yeah. That the purpose of... Uh, say it, right? That's what he's saying. Yeah. The purpose of anti-Semitism is... To keep us to, to help but preserve us as a nation. That's what I'm saying, but you're saying it'll just going to go on forever, that it will never go away because it's meant to be. It's a wild thing to say. You don't like to say that when, like, Khalilah, when terrible things happen, right? But, like, what, what Rav Hirsch is saying, it's kind of borne itself out in a certain sense. You'd think that being constantly attacked by the whole world would make you go away. But in fact, it's the opposite. It's because we are constantly attacked by the whole world that we, right? are stronger and we have to know who we are and we stay stronger with who we are and, we, and then we survive. It's kind of a backwards way of looking at anti-Semitism but it's a fascinating thing to say and to the extent that Yosef set it up that way. Right? That they, should, they shouldn't like us. He, not that he wanted them not to like us per se but the way the says it's, it would make them not like us and okay, they're not going to like us because we want to be who we want to be. But that the first takes the next step, like yeah, but that and that itself is the source of the preservation, which is wild. It's 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 comforting historically, in a larger picture. I don't know how comforting it is on a micro picture, always, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty strong thing to say, and it goes further because you take a look in Sh- in the source number eight. This is already the beginning of of, of Shmos. So what happens? The Jewish people. So they were living in Goshen, right? So how do I know? Before we say anything else, how do we know that they didn't live in Goshen forever? all by themselves. What element of the Pesach story would tell you that we did not live in Goshen alone forever? What do you mean? Because they're... Oh, sorry, well, how, the sheep, the whole... The, the final night, they're in Mitzrayim. What happens that night? Well, you want to put the blood on your door so all the Egyptian neighbors see. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to get the sheep from And who else is going to see the blood them. on your door? The Mitzrim. Who else? No, no. The Malach. The Malach. Because yeah, what's the Malach doing? Killing everybody. And what's he doing? Going from houses and killing the firstborn. And what's the, and what's the, 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 the halai called? 
Pesach, because he skips over the Jewish houses. Oh, I thought they were living in Goshen. They outgrew the space. They stopped living in Goshen by themselves. Right? It's got to be. Wait, he skipped over Goshen? Right. No, they're clearly living at that point amongst the Egyptians, and they, they make their houses different. And, right, what, what happens? That doesn't make sense, though. Because, because when, look at history. When have you ever had slaves living next door Take a look. not slaves? Take a look. Take a look. Take a look. Ubenei Yisrael paru v'yishritzu v'yirbu v'yasu v'momod v'atimalei ha'aretz osam. The, the land became full of us. We became too big for Goshen. And what happens? We start right to spread into the cities of Egypt. We started living in Egypt. It's the Macdover, the Tiferet, it's number nine. What was the purpose of Eretz Goshen? So look what happens. didn't just live in, in Goshen, fill up Goshen. The whole land became full of Jews. It became full of them. Right? And that's what he says, if you skip a line, that's why it says that Hashem skipped over their houses. They were living in Manhattan. They were living in the middle. Right? They weren't living by themselves anymore. Right, the Yishami says it's also. Um, so it kind of like explains a little bit of the animus towards them. Like, have they just been like these little shepherds hanging out in Gosha, doing their own thing, dogging one thing? But now. But there's so many of them. Spreading around. I mean, not to say this, but even maybe the people who are Right. Hey, you know, they filled everything in this. Too many of them. Right. Too many Jews around. It always happens to us, right? Too many of us. What are we doing right here? There's so many Jews around everywhere, right? So, but the point being, it's almost, what did Yosef say? Hang on, Goshen. Like, remember who you are. And the Nativity goes on to explain. He says it wasn't just Fatim Malayot of some, it was also that they became part of Egyptian society. So he says, they like, instead of being on their own, they became part. They didn't, didn't stay apart from, they became a part of, Right? And that, and that, in a certain sense, if the anti-Semitism is the thing that preserves us, right? so then when we become part of society, what happens? It can destroy us. And that's always the balance that we're always trying to strike. And that's why when, it, when we, we go down, in number 10, number 11, Yehuda goes first in, in Vayigash. Why? Says Rashi, the, 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 the Torah says, Lahoros lefanav, Goshen. Lahoros, what's Lahoros mean? Lahoros means to teach. So the Midrash says, he came to set up a base magic before they got there. Right, so when they show up, they should know who they are. But this, this story of the brothers coming into Egypt is really the story of Galus, the, the Jew and Galus, right? That first we're on the outside and we're annoyed that we're on the outside and we're being punished and we're getting attacked, etc. And then we find, and, and that's terrible, but we're able to be who we are. Then we get the freedom to become part of society. And then what happens? We start to lose ourselves. And then we kind of swing back and we go back, and then we swing back, and we go, right, this, this, is, the, this is the Jewish history. There's Jewish history in every country, right, in the world that we've ever been in, right, where things are good, things are bad, we, we, when, and when things are bad, we sort of, it's bad for us physically, but as a nation, we kind of hold up, and then when things are great economically, and we're concluded, things start to deteriorate, and then we, right, and like, that's the balance that we fight to this very day.
Right? How much are we a part of society? How much are we separate from society? And it started here. It started here. And Yosef, smart guy, saw it from day one. Right? He, which, is, which is fascinating because Yosef himself, you might have argued that, what, what could Yosef have said? I was successful. He right. He survived. He did just great. Mitzri society on his own. So why didn't he advocate for everybody else to do that? Well, maybe he knew how hard it was for him and he was being very realistic about the inner strength of For the larger brothers. group. Right. Maybe he said, I can do it. I don't know if everyone can do it. I just, I just think it's a fascinating, you know, like, um, storyline that really become we say masa avot siman labanim, right? Mamish, mamish. This is exactly what happened there, right? And it goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And they were all ending great, and then what happens? They enslave us, and we become separate again, and then we become a nation, and then, right? it, it literally goes back and forth. And in this story, Yosef is saying, you know, and again, it's not it's not necessarily this isn't the lesson. I don't think is we should live in a ghetto. I don't think that's the that's the lesson, or we should ask them to be anti-Semitic to us. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the point. But the point is, it's the thoughtfulness about it, right? Like, how do we, how do we live the so life? How do you find the right balance? Great question. Just like I read recently that, um, and there's so much like growing anti-Semitism now. And yeah. like, first of all, there's like so many comparisons about America being our Egypt. Like, this is how it was. And, um, and the more we try to be like other nations, the more they hate us. And again, for that same reason, it's it's really like Hashem reminding us that we're separate, we're different, we're not supposed to be like everyone else, and we have a higher purpose. And if I read like on some subconscious level, the other nations know that we are the chosen people and we should be separate and we should be doing something to repair the world. Like we have a responsibility to this world and we're not doing our share because we're trying to be like everyone else. So like that's part of why the anti-Semitism is growing because it's like, hello, where are you guys? <laughs> like you're supposed right. to be right. fixing our world and, and you're not. So I thought that was interesting too, that the you know, growing hatred towards us. It's a very hard thing because we don't play like cause and effect. Like, you know, we don't know. We don't know why Hashem does what he does. We have no idea. But it just, it's fascinating to watch the circle of history just like come back over and over again. And I think it's more about the, the recognition of it, just like paying attention to it and watching it. And it becomes personal decisions for a person, right? And societally and culturally for ourselves, well, how much we're in and how much we're not in. And I, I personally don't believe we should live, I'm not in a ghetto, <laughs> live in part of the world, right? But, like, but we do have our own little ghetto in a sense that we have our own community, right? We have our own communities and we do live separate from the world. We look different than the world. We, we do, there are ways that we put up walls for ourselves physical walls and metaphysical walls and I think some of those walls are good and you know and I think but, but I think also in learning how to find that balance and some people can be Yosef and some people can't be Yosef and, you know and I think also like looking at others who choose to live lives in different ways you know they say I don't want to be Yosef I want to be you know Yehuda and you know in Goshen you know you know just it just I just find it interesting I don't think there's, there's no one answer I don't think but it's just uh, you know I think a fascinating way to take a look at the, you know, literally the masa of Osimu money. No. I think it's, it is very interesting. I found it upsetting to think that we would need anti-Semitism. Yeah, it's upsetting. That's an upsetting thought. The Torah should be, you know, MS should be enough 
to sustain itself through yeah, the generations not, indefinitely forever. Nature. And to think that we need the anti-Semitism for it to endure to is very, Not necessarily to endure, maybe but that's, look at it as a reminder that? every that's once in a while. That's what he said. Like, mm-hmm. No, not constant, but... It's a reminder right. that we're not... We're not not the same. The more we want to be like them, they say, hey, guys. You know, it's like you're trying to be the cool kid, you know? It's like, buddy, like, you know, like, that's just stick with the, with the the suspenders. Like, it's okay. Like, you're okay. You're fine. Like, you don't have to... <laughs> be yourself. Be yourself, right? We always say to our kids. We always say to our kids, right? Be yourself. So you don't have to be like anybody else. Just be you. And they don't like you for you. They don't like you. So same thing. The same thing for us, you know? But it's, uh, it's interesting. You know,